0: Hello and welcome to the Magic Ball from Bergkamp Podcast. I am your host Sam. I'm known as that official El Samo on Twitter. This podcast is available on Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And today I'll be doing a little review of the Watford game, but also a preview of the game against Liverpool on Saturday. And with me now is a previous guest who joined, who I have an honour of having at all times. Is Mr. Dave O'Kop? Hello, Dave. How are you doing? Hello, Sam. Good to be here. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very, I'm very delighted to have you on again. You know, it's 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 a fantastic feeling to have you on well, once again for uh, for Liverpool versus Arsenal.
1: Well, it's good to be back because any time I've done in the past, Liverpool have beaten Arsenal, so we'll keep doing it. Yep. Yeah, but who knows what can happen this time at Anfield?
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. But start starting off. Um, we go into the game against Watford, which, uh, you know, I will do a little review for, which I haven't done yet. But um, d- did you see that game against Watford by any chance, uh, Dave?
1: I only caught the highlights of it, but I knew I know Watford of were down to 10 minutes. Um, well, it was late on. Kluge got sent off. But, yeah, I think Arsenal were a little bit more compact and they looked a little bit more settled um, at the back and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously Smith-Rowe, he's proven to be a... A, a winner for Arsenal now with, with the winning goal but yeah I was actually at the game the previous week um, against Leicester and the Emirates so I got to see them up close and personal I know they didn't have a full strength team out but they had a pretty decent team out all the same so that was that was interesting for me
0: yeah because I, I was at the Watford game myself I was at the Watford game and uh... I'll be honest with you, the way that the game went, I was honestly, that one nil win, it should have been much more than one. It should have been like a good 3 or 4 nil to Arsenal. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. The, the, way, the way that Arsenal played, they should have put those chances away. Again, that penalty missed by Aubameyang, it just it just looked, it was just a bit, you know, something that shouldn't be happening. Aubameyang's missed two penalties now. Could it be now they move on and bring another penalty taker like Lacazette in? Who knows? It could be uh, a, a case of that really and uh, now we're in the international break and now after the international break we play Liverpool and
1: uh, I just want to ask you Dave what is uh, what is your biggest thoughts going into this game? Well I think that Ars- Arsenal have improved just on the Watford match I think Watford only had one shot on target so that, that shows that Arsenal are show- showing up a bit at the back but I think they have improved but having said that I still think there's a bit to go before they are able to challenge the, you know, for top four or anything like that. Um, I did watch them against um, Leeds United sorry, um, in the Caribou Cup the week before the Watford game, and I thought they were a little bit flat. I thought that the game was quite slow, the tempo was quite slow. The following evening, I was at West Ham and Manchester City, and I was taken aback by the difference in the pace and the way both teams are moving the ball. And I thought it was a relatively poor lead side. So I would have thought that Arsenal would have maybe caused them more problems. I know they went through, it was a good result. But I'm still just a little bit disappointed in maybe the tempo of the game and the speed that they played at and maybe the intensity. And I think that when they play against high-pressing teams, that's where they they may struggle. But having said that, Arsenal have really improved over the last few weeks. How many games are beat now? Is it five or six more? um so they they they're looking they're looking a lot better i still think that they need they need maybe an out now i know that i think has scored four goals this season so far in 10 games that's not a bad return but i still think that they need a kind of a you know that 20 plus goal score a season in the premier league to really challenge and i have my doubts whether any of the, the current arsenal 11 will will score that that many goals you know
0: Yeah, 100%, I agree. I mean, looking at the way Arsenal going forward, I mean, I've read that apparently for next summer, Arsenal's targets are to bring in a lot more forward players, a lot more centre-forward, a winger. Um, As you know, you pretty much, I don't know if you've read up on what's been going around about Raheem Sterling, but it turns out that Raheem Sterling is going to be leaving City in January and it came out today that his preferred destination is Arsenal over Barcelona. And to me... As an Arsenal fan, I would happily take Raheem Sterling. I would happily take him. When he was at Liverpool, I wanted us. Ian Wright even said, "Go break the bank for Sterling," but we didn't. I would have honestly would have taken him from that point onwards. Who knows what he could have done at Arsenal by now? Um, like you said, we don't have that. What it is, you see, when you have, you got Firmino, you, you got you got you got uh, Mane, you got Jota, you got Salah, you got players that can score. Whenever. That Liverpool team doesn't lack goals. But with this Arsenal side, the defending is a lot better. The midfield is starting to shape up a bit more. But the forward is where they're, where they're kind of going down. And I, I agree when you say, you know, we, they need a 20-plus goal scorer. I mean, I've looked at, you know, striker-wise, striker targets, they've been, been um you know, been uh, been eye-highlighting. And one of them that came to my attention was Dominic Calvert-Lewin. If what would you say? If Arsenal was to get Dominic Calvert-Lewin, would you see that forward line improving?
1: I think that Calvert-Lewin Calvin is a good player, but at the same time, he's kind of come off the boil a bit. He has maybe similarities to Lacazette and Aubameyang, that he can go through hot streaks and he, he can be on flames for a few weeks and then he, he he goes missing for another few weeks. So I would still have my doubts over him. Um, what about Ivan Tony? What about him? Well, Ivan Tony,
0: he's I believe he said he was a Liverpool fan, I'd happily have him at Arsenal and his, you know, as a forward line, he'd be perfect for, for the gunners. I mean, especially in a game against Liverpool where, you know, where your attackers need to be on form. I feel like if we do have a player like Ivan Tony, then you know, he can give maybe Van Dyke a game because he gave Ben White a, a complete, you know, he he held Ben White off, you know, that that first game of the season. Um you know that's the type of players that we kind of need in a sense. But um,
1: what yeah, we- I think I think I think with Arsenal at the moment that they lack that bit of strength up top too. You know they lack that bit of power because I don't know maybe maybe Lacazette and Aubameyang they're, they're sunshine footballers and, and when the game's going good they're good. But I think they need a striker who can take the game by the scruff of the neck. Obviously it's a long time since the Thierry Henry figure was at the club, but someone like that. Chips are down. Mm-hmm. We're losing bang two goals here we are we're winning and I think Arsenal need a striker like that so obviously Smith-Rowe and Saka they're excellent players but they're not out and out goal scorers they get into the box late uh, Smith-Rowe showed last night against San Marino and that's the kind of player he is maybe similar to Frank Lampard coming in on, late on, on balls but they need someone to lead the line and someone who scored 20 plus goals so I think that that's the type of player they need. Ben White, I was impressed with him against Leeds. I thought that he was very comfortable on the ball. He, you know, he he commanded the area quite well and he's a ball-playing centre-half. He can take it out of the back line and he can move it and he can spread the the, the play around. So I think he's a good player. And uh, yeah, so in the past, Socrates was was quite good for Arsenal. So I was laughing and some question marks around him. So um, yeah, it 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 was a throwback. With with Liverpool, we've heard there's been so many injury
0: issues. We heard that Mane had, I believe had a rib problem uh, for Senegal. Uh, I believe you know there's been a lot of injuries surrounding Liverpool at the minute. I believe you're going to be without how many first team players for Saturday? I believe is it a good eight or
1: nine? Uh, yeah, well, that, that was that was the that was the initial thought. But today, back in train, James Miller, Sadio Mane, um, Jordan Henderson. Uh, all appeared and so did Tiago. so all of a sudden all of a sudden that we look like we, we, we can put a strong eleven together but Andy Robertson, Kurt Jones um, we still have some injury doubt so we will we, we won't be a maximum strength but I'm, I'm sure that we can put, up a, put out a side that will cause Arsenal problems and it'll still be because Liverpool rotate midfield so much they're still going to look like they've a, they've a full strength side out if that makes sense
0: yeah, of course, you know you you would hope that you'd hope that um you know Liverpool would have their best eleven on the pitch. I mean, at the end of the day, you know the game is at Anfield. You know it's uh it's a place where you know Arsenal haven't won since two thousand and twelve. Uh, haven't won a Premier League game there. Of course, we won in the League Cup there last season, but that's not you know a very well. It is a competitive game, but it's not as big as a three pointer at, uh, at Anfield, and. Uh, Going in, going into this one, I feel like uh, Arsenal will have a bit more, you know, oomph
1: about themselves. Yeah, I think that Arsenal. I, I I think that Arsenal have they have improved under Arteta, but he, there's kind of an, an element of oligonersolier around uh, Mikel Arteta. He comes under the cash, he comes under pressure, and he pulls a couple of results out of the bag, and all of a sudden, there's a pep in Arsenal's step, and they feel that they're progressing. But then inevitably they, they, they lose a few games that they should win. That's, they're kind of back to square one. So it feels like they're going in the right direction, but they need to do that over a, a more sustained period and to, to really judge Arteta. So I know there's just the pressure marks over him, um, but it's fair to say in the last few games, Arsenal have looked b- a lot better.
0: Yeah, you know, without a doubt, Arsenal have been looking a lot more stronger now. That You know, like... They're looking a lot stronger compared to last season, and uh, you know, with Liverpool, I was surprised with the uh, with the summer window you guys had. You know, just only bringing in Ibrahima Canate, K- 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 is that I-, I-, I can't pronounce the name properly, but um, you he- brought him in, yeah, and
1: we- Ibrahima Canate yeah, yes. he's not even a guaranteed starter. Although the games that he did start in, he-, he looked very good, he looked very comfortable. But Joel Matip has been playing so good. Um, I think maybe Klopp is taken, taken aback by how good Matip is playing because now he 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 can't be dropped. He's he's playing as well as Van Dijk, if not better. So, we actually didn't bring in a guaranteed starter, if you can put it that way. And Joe Gomez, who was one of the best players um, defensively for Liverpool over the last number of years, he's found himself kind of frozen out just simply because of the competition. But yeah, a lot of fans wanted more. They want, but the way it is with football fans today, no matter how, what team they have, they want more. Now, look at, looking at some of the players that Liverpool were linked with, they wouldn't get into the side today. So you still have your Salah, Mane, Jota, uh, and Firmino up front, and I don't think any really other, any other attacker that Liverpool could have realistically signed would have gotten into the side. So, but as Liverpool as we know, Liverpool fans, it's it's a sell to buy policy, um, but it has proven to be smart over the last number of years. But I believe since Klopp came in, they have the lowest net to spend in the whole Premier League, which is absolutely incredible to think of. Um, some of the, the, the lower league sides have actually a higher net spend. But um yeah, sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. And I say this with the you utmost know, respect to Arsenal and, and Arsenal fans. But I watched Nicholas Pepe against Leeds and uh look he has just he has some good things about him, absolutely. But I remember Liverpool fans were tearing their hair out when he was going to Arsenal and not Liverpool. But with all due respect I don't think there's a hope that he'll be getting into Liverpool side at the moment so there you go and again with Thiago you know he has been unlucky with injuries and he has been unfortunate and we have seen him play you know some incredible football but at the same time he hasn't came, o- came in and completely changed his team for the better and just like that this drawn out transfer saga over months and months and months Liverpool fans are going crazy we need to sign this player Blah 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 we have signed him and unfortunately we haven't Got from him what we expected for one, one reason or another that may be injuries, but so sometimes I think just our football fans need to just take a step back.
0: Yeah, well, well, realize
1: well, okay, what do we really need to hear, and and then just cautious, you know. Yeah, of
0: course, you know. Uh, you, you what also came in out the news uh, over the past few weeks was about Michael Edwards uh, apparently stepping down uh, as, as his role at Liverpool Football Club, and as you know, he's been. One of the, you know, influential figures when it comes to Liverpool doing a lot of good business. Now, would you say, when it comes to him, if you know he goes to another club, say for example it comes to Arsenal, do you think he'd have much more of a different, more of a better impact
1: at Arsenal than he did at Liverpool? Well, I think uh, Arsenal have signed a lot of, um, you know, decent players over the last few years, but they haven't been that type of how will I say they haven't signed that sale for 37 million and all of a sudden overnight he's worth 80 or 90 million. They've signed Pepe for 72 million and realistically now he might be worth 30 or 40 million. So I think they need a, uh, someone like that who has that brain and that foresight to see okay who's available now at a realistic price that all of a sudden is going to be worth two or three times that. And like like football fans can sometimes jump to conclusions and often criticise a bit early. Michael, Elver, Michael Edwards was under serious pressure when he came into Liverpool initially. He would be called a stat man behind his laptop, just that and the other, and now he's leaving a hero because it proved to be correct. They gave him some time they let him settle down and, and make the decisions. And, you know, Salah stands out. Numerous other transfers stand out. But I think Arsenal need to... St- get somebody else in in the recruitment side of things because obviously the recruitment hasn't been good enough over the last few years Mikel Arteta has spent a lot of money and really he's still in the same spot where he took over you know he hasn't brought the team on enough if you ask me since Una Emery left although he has spent a lot of money but it hasn't been smart money if you ask me
0: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Without, without a doubt, it's it's uh you know it's been one of those windows. You know they've been buying the players, but some of the players they might not be matching what they've done. Um, in terms of you know, one thing that I was wrong about was the Ramsdale signing. A lot of uh, a lot of Arsenal oh. fans will admit mm-hmm. they were wrong about the Ramsdale signing. I I said to myself, you know, Andre Onana of Ajax is available for what seven odd million. Why don't we go and sign him instead? But turns out. You know, signing Ramsdale was the better decision so far. You know, so far it's made me eat my word So far, I'm not Arteta. Yeah, I think I'm, Yeah, I don't think I'm not Arteta in or out. I'm, but I, I'm mainly I'm not a big fan of Mikel Arteta. But slowly he's starting to win me over. But over time, can he go on and do it? That would be the bigger question. But going into Saturday, if if Arteta, if Arsenal, right? This the chance of this happening is you know is 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 unlikely if arsenal pull off their shock result at a weekend where we beat liverpool at anfield where could you see arsenal finishing at the end of the season
1: i think a i think arsenal would be very happy to get back into europe i don't think that they're going to be able to sustain this run of form with the current squad for long enough to achieve the top 4 although if they if i think if they achieve the top 4 it Arteta would certainly be known as a fantastic manager, but I think realistically, if they can get fifth or sixth, I think it would be, I think it would be a good season. I still think that with the likes of Manchester City, even Man United, they may kick on later in the season as they do, uh, as they have done under Allegri Gunnar Solskjaer. Chelsea, Man City, I still think they're going to actually going to find it difficult to to break that mold. Even West Ham are playing incredible football at the moment. They beat Liverpool last time out. So it's going to be difficult. I think if Arsenal finish 5th or 6th, that'll be a, a good result for them. But if they beat Liverpool at the weekend, they're suddenly ahead of Liverpool. So they're they're, they're going to be level on points to Manchester City. Obviously, Manchester City and, and West Ham have, have games to play as well. But they could end up 2nd or 3rd at the weekend. So that would be fantastic. But I think realistically, 5th or 6th will would be, would be a good result for Arsenal this season
0: fantastic fantastic I think I think as well if Arsenal can get themselves back in Europe I think for next season Arsenal's biggest goal now is to get back into Europe and I feel like they don't want to be in that conference league I feel like with Arsenal now they want to be in the Europa League stroke Champions League zone and I feel like what I've seen with this Arsenal side in terms of recruitment level from last season from uh from the summer gun is what I've been crying out for you see what I've liked about Liverpool when it comes to recruitment, is that they go when they they have a plan when they sign players like I've seen they sign players with either Premier League experience like your your Robertson's your Van Dykes your um yeah. your Mane's, you know people that Premier League experience players we went out and we bought Ben White for fifty million I was happy about that signing because it's the first time since I believe signing Danny Welbeck for Manchester United um permanently was the first time we signed an under twenty three player from from a from a fellow Premier League side which is you know, a a good seven years ago. You know, that's a very long time. And you see, with Arsenal, I've also said, you know, to follow the Ajax model as well. The Ajax model, which is integrating youth players, pushing the youth within the first team, which is what Ajax are so good at doing. And if they go on to do well, they go on to do well and, you know, big clubs start to get get, get massive eyes on them, for example if Smith-Rowe catches the eye of, of Barcelona or Real Madrid and they start to say, hang on a second, this kid could be worth some good money and a 70-odd million bid you know, argument sake comes in and Arsenal say, oh yeah, 70-odd million yeah, you can have him you know, you, you think to yourself, you know, that's a that's a good business Arsenal are doing. And the one thing is, you look at Liverpool and the the history, how they managed to get themselves up there into Champions League winners, into um, you know the team that won that won the title. You look at it and you look at the recruitment point. They made some really big signings. They took a lot of risk on some some si- of some of the signings. Uh, when it came to signing Allison for sixty odd million. You people would have thought, well, how are they spending sixty-one million on a goalkeeper? And then there was the the debate between Leno, uh, Alisson and uh, Kepa Aretha Balaga. But turns out Allison was the best one out of the three.
1: Allison turned out to be yeah. the best one out of the three. And yeah, I think I think even yeah, I think even Liverpool fans were surprised to see Liverpool put such a layout on on two players, Van Dijk and Alisson. and Allison. But they've proven to be absolutely magnificent, ma- magnificent si- signings. So you see Manchester United, they've bought even the Beek, they've bought Jadon Sancho. These players can't get into the side. I go back to Nicolas Pepe, some of the other players that that Arsenal have signed. But Arsenal, Liverpool have spent smart money. Now, having said that, they sold Coutinho that, for a price that covered both of those transfers, more or less. So that was very good business. If you look at Van Dijk and Alisson for Coutinho, because Coutinho's... We all know what's happened to him in the last few years. Unfortunately, he his career has, has spiraled down the way. But I think if I think with Aaron Ramsdale, he's been a good sign, and not just because he's an excellent goalkeeper, but he seems to be a great character, he seems to be a great guy around the dressing room. He's very he's very positive, he's a very happy, go-lucky guy, and he is he has bags of potential. And who knows where he's going to be over the next number of years. He could play for England 50, 60, 70 times. So I think that Arsenal need to just step back and make sure whoever they bring into the squad is going to enhance the quality of their play, but also enhance the level of leadership within the dressing room. Because as we've discussed on this podcast before, it's been a long time since you had your Thierry Henry, Saul Campbell, um, those type of players, Martin Keown, all these type of guys, Freddie Lundberg, all these leaders. I think that's something that maybe Arsenal lack at the moment.
0: Yeah, of course, you know, that, that's that's it's the leadership in the dressing that Arsenal don't have. And, you know, the one thing is that when you look at Arsenal and you look at the midfield, you look at the recruitment and s- signings, that's the big thing that comes to the difference between the two clubs when it comes to ma- uh, match days, that when we play each other. I look at our 2018, uh, you know, transfer window, 2018-19 transfer window, where you guys uh, won the Champions League and we uh, finished runners-up in the Europa League and finished fifth. I looked at that and I looked at the players Emery wanted. I looked at the players that Emery got. There was a massive difference. There was a disconnect between the board and the manager. But however, with Liverpool, with Klopp, he would just say, you know, go and get me this player. Go get me that player. They'd go out and go get that player for him. For Arsenal, it was the case of they wanted, I know one thing for sure, that Unai Emery requested for Fabinho to come. Uh, from uh, from Monaco. Uh, uh United. personally requested him, but the board convinced him that Lucas Torreira would have been a better signing. But turns out, looking at Torreira now, he's rotting away at Fiorentina, and that's a tw- that's a 13 that's a what twenty six million signing from from our, for Arsenal, and and again, that's that's not good business. Then we look at the um the signing of Nicolas Pepe. Unai Emery knew that Wilfred Zaha would have been the better one to have in the long term because he. Obviously, he's an Arsenal fan. I'd give it 100%. Nicolas Pepe is coming to Arsenal. I don't see... I'll be honest with you. I have not seen anything that proves to me that Nicolas Pepe is worth the 72-odd million. A lot of people, a lot of Arsenal fans like myself would have said, why didn't we just go for Zaha? And if the case does come that in January that we are looking to move Nicolas Pepe on, by all means... You know, if we have to move him on, we'll have to move him on. We move him on, and we get and Raheem Sterling's available for however much Man City want to sell him for. I'd I'd happily go break the bank again for Sterling because you'd want, you know, proven players. I don't see the point of assigning players that are not, you know, that that uh, in my opinion that look good, but when it comes to the actual pit the pitch that they're not good. You know, that that's where okay. Arsenal have struggled for for, for years is signing players that look good but don't look good, and then. You go into games like against Liverpool, like we played you guys 2019 at Anfield where we lost 3-1. Pepe was one-on-one with the goalkeeper and sh- shot it straight at... um uh, uh, What was his name again? Adrian. Adrian. He shot it straight at Adrian. Adrian Could have side-footed it into the net, but he it just hit... The ball hit Adrian. I'm thinking to myself, this is meant to be a 72 million player here. He would have... Any other player would have, would have slotted it right into one of the corners and it would have been a goal. But that's what... That's where the difference lies between us two. And for years, you see, see, since Klopp's come in, he's completely changed that that Liverpool side. You know, I still I still look back at when he first came in. He got you to a Europa League final and he got you to a League Cup final. And we look we looked at those two finals. I thought to myself, you know what? If Liverpool st- stick with Klopp for the next few years, they stick with him. They give he does the, they do the business that he wants, he brings in the players that he wants. I guarantee you, within the next few years, Liverpool are going to win either a Champions League or, or the Premier League with Klapp as a coach, and Arsenal are going to look back on why we didn't get rid of Wenger earlier, and I turned out to be right. And I know well, absolutely. I I, I I I turn around and I say, and I think to myself, you see the way that your business is conducted. The way that it's done, it's done in a professional manner. It's as soon as you you find someone that wants to that you want that you guys want to sign, you get the player in. And if the player turns out to be too costly or too you know something that eh, if it's an eh, you turn around and you say no, you want someone that you know is gonna gonna work out in the long term. And uh, as time's gone on, you know look at look at the results you've picked up this season as well. Maybe club was right not to bring in anybody else because you guys have finished the group of death, the Champions League. In first place. You beat an Atletico Madrid home and away. Like you look at that and you think to yourself, We've beaten Atletico Madrid, La Liga winners, home and away.
1: Now Yeah, well absolutely like that. We actually not only did we beat them and I don't mean to brag, but we actually completely outplayed them. And this is meant to be one of the the best defensive teams in world club football. But Liverpool they tore them apart, but I agree with what you're saying about Arsenal. I think they've taken too many risks over the last few years. You know, you spoke about Fabinho and and Terreira. Fabinho came in and he's been absolutely amazing. And Terreira came in and he couldn't even settle. So he didn't like London by all accounts. He wanted to be out of the UK. So all of these stuff maybe should have been. I know, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's, you know, hindsight is great. But all of these little things, you know, over the last few years, there have been question marks over Gwen personality. All these type of players that Arsenal have brought in that they haven't been able to mould them into the squad and unfortunately they've backfired. So they've gone for, as you say, Aaron Ramsdale. They need to go for players who've proven in the Premier League. They've gone for Ben White. There seems to be a little adjustment in the recruitment style. OK, let's get a player who we know can play in this league, who's comfortable in this league, who can play at this pace, this tempo, this this kind of strength. And and it's proven to be to be shrewd so far. So maybe there's a little bit, maybe there's a little tweaking now, and they're going to be taking less less risks and go for more proven players. And I think Sterling will be a no-brainer. If you can get Raheem Sterling into Arsenal, he will be an absolutely magnificent signing. Yeah, of
0: course. You know, we would would hope that you know, be as uh, someone who has been watching uh, watching him from the from the days. Uh, at, from watching him from, from his Liverpool days, you know, start up and uh, and do well, and uh, just to let you know, um, Dave, as you know, as uh Netherlands are playing Turkey have taken uh, uh are, are leading two one against Montenegro, that if um if uh, Norway score now, Netherlands are look Virgil van Dijk himself might not be at the World Cup uh, in, uh next winter in Qatar. You know how, how would how would well, you how, how would you think that tonight's results in these international games could have a big impact at the weekend?
1: Um, not not too much. I think if Van Dyke is uh, you know, he looks after himself. Well, I think he'll be okay. But you know, obviously, I'd like to see Van Dyke go to the World Cup, and he, you know, as uh, for him personally. But if he didn't go in in a selfish way, it could be just what Liverpool knew because he's still not completely back to where he was prior to his knee injury. So it's going to be a lot of football for him if they do go to the World Cup. So in a selfish way, you know, there, there could be benefits if he doesn't go. But realistically, I'd like to see him go. I think players the world's best players deserve to play in the world's best tournament. So no, I think everything will be OK for the weekend.
0: That's, that's fine. And, and that, that's uh, that's perfect. And uh, uh, Dave, is there anything you uh, anything, anything you want to ask me? About uh, about
1: Arsenal or well in general? No, my my brother is an Arsenal fan, so I, I I keep up to date. I'm I'm uh, you know obviously after Liverpool, they're probably one of the teams that I'm hearing more about and being told you know X, Y, players Z, or this player is playing well, or that player is playing well. But so no, I'm 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 pretty up to date with Arsenal. I got to see them myself a few weeks ago, so. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good game It's a great game, but I'm still hopeful that Liverpool will have enough to, to beat them. But I do think Arsenal are going in the right direction, absolutely. Fantastic. Uh last question
0: for Dave. Last question before we round up this podcast. What is your score prediction uh
1: going into Saturday? Okay, I'm gonna go for two 0 Liverpool. I think I was quick last time was I but I'll go for two 0 Liverpool. I go for Salah with two goals. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know what. As, as an
0: Arsenal fan you should never predict your team to lose but I'm going to go with a Liverpool win but I'm going to go for I'm going to go for like a 1-0 I feel like it's going to be that Lewis Garcia 86th minute winner I feel like it, it'll be like it'll just be that moment where you know they both play well throughout the whole 90 minutes and it's just be like a Didi Haman instead of Didi Haman it'll be Jordan Henderson if he somehow managed to stay fit wax one and Ramsdale saves it and then Salah comes in and wax it in in the near post and then there you go. It's a. Uh, it'll be one of the one of the uh one of uh, you know
1: without a last minute winner. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I'll take that too.
0: <laughs> I, I just feel like it'll be one of them ones. But with that being said, uh, Dave, thank you for coming on uh, this uh, preview today. We did have quite a lot to talk about in terms of everything. Um, you know, again, thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure it's been a, it's been an absolute honor to have you on again i know you're a busy man and but to have you on this podcast again is a massive honor so thank you for coming on
1: you're more than welcome sam it's always a, it's always a treat to, to be able to speak to you so you're, you're very welcome
0: thank you and thank you for everybody that was listening thank you for all you know uh, for listening to this podcast make sure you guys listen to this podcast follow Dave on Twitter follow Dave on Instagram I'll put his link in the description uh, uh, of the of the podcast make sure you guys uh, follow like and subscribe uh, Dave is will be one of the many guests that uh, we will be getting on this podcast again Dave thank you for coming on so and uh, thank you
1: very
0: thank you all for listening Thank you all for watching and uh, good night.